Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Glad that you're here. My name is Josh Peterson. I'm the worship pastor. If you're new with us this morning, you don't know, normally I have a guitar strapped to me and I get to worship with this incredible team we have on stage. Today, it was, it's so awesome to be able to be out there with y'all and worshiping rather than being up here uh, to hear the body sing together is something uh, that's kind of unexplainable. So I'm so appreciative to be uh, able to do that. I'm thankful for Christopher and the team lead in, uh, this week. Uh, if you are getting baptized today, you guys can go ahead and exit out stage left with Mark uh, right there. If you're being baptized, go ahead and get yourselves ready, and then you'll come back in in, in service a little bit later. Uh, and uh, lastly, I'm going to echo what Jeremy said. If you haven't been baptized yet um, let's do it today. God asks, Jesus asks us to do it. He asks us to take communion and he asks us to be baptized in his name. So if you haven't done it, we've got hair dryers, we've got t-shirts, we've got basketball shorts, we've got everything you need if you're not prepared today to go get baptized. So please go do that. Come find Scott, one of the pastors in the front. If you feel the Lord's tugging on you to go do it today, let's do it. Let's get it done. So this morning we're starting a new series for the next three weeks called Gifted. Uh, and uh, we're going to be kind of expanding on what it, t- what it looks like to, to use our gifts that God has given us through our time, our treasure, uh, and our talent. And today, I'm speaking on time. I'm talking about time. So I've got a small amount of time to fit this in, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to hop into Haggai, so I'll give you about 15 minutes to look for Haggai in your Bibles this morning. Uh, no, it's uh, go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to go through chapter 1. It's not going to be on the screen because it's quite a bit of uh, scripture. But if you could grab your Bible, your phone, your Bible. Haggai, it's one of the last chapters in the Old Testament, about three-quarters of the way through your Bible. Uh, we're going to be in the NIV section this morning, Haggai 1 through 11. While you're looking through that, I'm going to give you a quick, quick, very quick history of what's happening here with the Jews. Uh, the Jews have just returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile. The Lord had asked them to rebuild the temple into Jerusalem after about two years. The foundation is complete, uh, but then uh, construction kind of stops, and that's where we're going to pick up and we're going to read through Haggai here. Haggai 1, uh, chapter 1, 1 through 11. Read with me. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel. This mo- I want to stop there re- real quick. This morning, the Lord, on the way, the drive here, put this on my heart. I thought this was, imp- he wanted me to communicate this to you this morning. It says, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel. It didn't come from Haggai. It came through Haggai. The word of the Lord came through Haggai. This is how God speaks to people. He speaks through people to us. He speaks through people to you. He speaks through situations to you, through life, through hardships. He speaks through things to people. God still speaks that way to us this morning and throughout uh, the way we live today. Uh, If I have anything to offer this morning, it's because God spoke through me to you. Believe me, I have no substance to give you personally, but God speaks through me. And if he speaks through me this morning and you hear something, I believe God can make that happen, make anything happen. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to share the word with you. Let's hop into verse 2 together. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. He came through the prophet Haggai. The Lord is speaking to Zerubbabel and the Jews through Haggai. Is it a time for yourselves to be living in paneled houses while this house remains in ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. 
You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. I thought that was interesting in that section of scripture. He says that twice. The Lord says that twice. He says, give careful thought to your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty. Because my house which remains in ruin while each of you are busy with your own house. Therefore because, of the he- be- be- therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains and the grain and the new wine and the olive oil and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on the labor of your hands. Haggai's job was, was difficult at this point. He had to uh, communicate uh, a message of urgency to, to a people that were, were fairly discouraged. Uh, they were discouraged and they were intimidated uh, by the community that they were in, the Jews, when they were building the temple. Uh, they, they came up to opposition. They came up to opposition. They came up to, in our context, they hit a lot of red tape and they hit a lot of groups that, uh, that didn't want to see the temple resurrected. So instead of fighting it, they just kind of stopped. They just kind of got distracted by uh, the opposition and they started focusing on themselves and their own house. So the temple basically stopped. It stopped being uh, rebuilt. God's plan for them was to rebuild the temple. Uh, and I wanted to, to make sure that we don't miss this this morning. In our context, the temple is not the building. It's you and me and it's the Holy Spirit living within us as a body. That is the temple that, that God is speaking to this morning. Um, the Jews got distracted by opposition and procrastination crept in in the form of busyness. The, op- the opposition caused them to lose focus on God's plan and his purpose for them. They let time slip away. They began to focus on themselves, not God's plan, not God's temple, not his body. Here's the big idea. It's going to be up on the screens this morning. It says this, if you find time for the things that are important to you, steward your time with God's purpose in mind. I remember growing up hearing, you'll find time for the things that are important to you often. My, my parents, my dad would say that to me often. Uh, how many people believe that statement? We find time for the things that are important to us. Absolutely, absolutely. In Matthew 10, 43 for 40, 40, uh, Matthew 10, 43 for 45 says this, not so with you. This is Jesus speaking. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave for all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus himself molded what it is to be. Uh, he molded the kind of habits, rather, uh, that we need to do to make a difference in life. As Christ followers, we are to invest our time into others. That is God's purpose for us. One of God's purposes for us is to invest our time into others. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for this one. Cindy, you can go ahead and and pop that picture on the screen. That man, his name is Tom Dunn. And Tom Dunn was uh, a youth leader in my youth group. I'm, I was lucky enough to, to grow up in the church. Uh, I had wonderful upbringing. We went to church every Sunday, and I went to youth group, and I was a dorky freshman trying to figure out my life. And, uh, and this guy, Tom, uh, invested in me. He invested in my friends as a 14-year-old boy, and he'd go to our hockey games and our soccer games, and 
Uh, he would take us out to dinner. He'd come over to my house and have dinner with my family, and he would uh, go to our, my theater shows, and, and man, he was everywhere. He invested in me, helped me navigate high school. High school was a weird time for a lot of people. It's hard to navigate as, as, as a young person, and, uh, and he invested his time. He gave his time to me, and then later in life, I actually ended up moving in with him in, co- in my college years. I ended up moving away from home for a couple years, and uh, ended up moving in with him, and, and those were really trying times for me uh, in my spiritual walk with Jesus. I, I ended up leaving my family at the time, and uh, a relationship that I had kind of changed, and, uh, and he helped me, Tom helped me through that. He helped me, he gave me wisdom that I didn't have as a young college student managing through life and trying to figure it out. And uh, Tom now is with Jesus. Tom suffered a, uh, uh, a pretty tragic hiking accident in 2008, and he is with Jesus. Um, but I am thankful that Tom gave his time. Uh, he's, he was the epitome of Jesus to me. He served me with his time. He helped me through life. Oh, I'm knocking stuff over all over the place. He served me with his time. How many of you guys have somebody, maybe, in a high, maybe it's in a high school ministry or somebody in your life that invested time like that into you? Yep, yep absolutely. I'm thankful for, for that man. I'm thankful for for the time that he gave to me. At the time, I had no idea what he was doing, but now looking back, I'm incredibly thankful for it. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. This is what the Lord says that the Jews were saying. These people, this time, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. In other words, they got busy with life. They got busy with life. I was thinking through it this week. Uh, what are some ways that we disguise what are some phrases that we disguise uh, our busyness in life? What do we say to people that kind of disguise, oh, I'm kind of busy, I can't do that. So one thing that you all say here that I've never heard, I, I grew up in California, you say I'm fixing all the time. I'm fixing to do stuff. I'm fi- and, and it's like, what is that? I remember, you know, for a while, like, what? I'm fixing, what are you fixing? I don't get it. But I understand it now, I understand it now. But that's a term I think that we use. I'm fixing to do that. I'm fixing to go do that. It kind of covers, maybe it's a disguise of procrastination. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'll get to it. I was planning on getting to it. I'm planning on, I'm busy right now, but I'll get to it. Those are phrases I think that we use to disguise procrastination, to disguise busyness. Uh, what, uh, What about this one? We hear this one a lot in church. We hear this one a lot. And I've been guilty of it as well. I'll pray about it. I'll pray about it. And, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with praying about it. We, we're called to do that. But I also believe that God tells us things and, and that require us action. That require us action. And Tom, or, uh, God told Tom to serve in that youth ministry, and I'm glad that he did. I'm glad that he took action. Uh, oftentimes, you can put this on the screen, Cindy. Oftentimes, we aren't willfully disobedient. We are just distracted with the busyness of life. Each of you are busy with your own houses. You're not bad people. Just busy people. We have baseball practice and gymnastics and football games to get to and study, classes to study for and, and, and jobs to finish and, and ladders to move up. We're just busy. All important things, but just not more important than God's purpose for us, which is to serve each other with our time. God essentially said through Haggai, when I saw you being so busy with your own work, I, I didn't mind it. 
What I minded is that you lost your sense of what's important, so God took action. God had to interrupt the Jews in their life to get their attention. He basically brought famine and drought on them to get their attention. And then he had to send Haggai to tell them. They, were, they, didn't even, they couldn't even figure it out on their own. Haggai had to come and he, he spoke through Haggai and told them what was going on. The past month in the Peterson house has been, uh, has been crazy for some of you that, that know. Time has been uh, very valuable in the Peterson house. The last four weeks, we all got COVID and I think it's hit some people differently than others. For me, for my son and I, we were puking our brains out for 10 days. It was, it was absolutely terrible. Actually, my, my youngest one, Melody, got it as well. And then in the midst of that, not sleeping, my wife uh, got kidney stones. Two o'clock in the morning, we rushed her to the ER. Who has had kidney, kidney stones in here, by the way? It'll put you on the ground. It will put you on the ground. I have an aunt, this is a sidebar, I have an aunt that uh, has had four, four kids, and she told me she would rather have another kid than a kidney stone. That's how gnarly they are. So, um, so they're pretty gnarly, and uh, she had two of them. We had to rush her to the ER. Uh, long story short, they stayed in her kidneys for three weeks and didn't move. So she had to go to the ER, what, twice? That's right, we went to the ER twice. Uh, and, and being a mom of three, it's not easy to be a mom of three, just in general, but then with kidney stones, it ain't happening. So uh, my life was absolutely insane between getting my, picking up my kids, trying to keep my wife healthy, getting her to the ER. Luckily, we've had a ton of help and people investing their time in us and helping us through it. But along that journey, Scott and I had kind of pegged this date for me to preach on time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I, I just couldn't get over it this week because normally uh, I'm not preaching. We are so, we are so blessed here at Hill Country to have guys like Scott and Jeremy and Michael and Jordan. I mean, these guys bring incredible, absolutely. They bring incredible, incredible message and God uses them. Uh, and oftentimes Scott brings us messages within a week time. He's prepping one and then he's prepping another. He's prepping one and he's prepping another. For me, I need weeks, guys. I need weeks to prep these messages. I'm still learning through it. And I was feeling so stressed, so stressed, like, God, I need to start my I need to start my message. I'm, I'm fixing. I'm, I did it again. I did it again. I'm, I'm going to move this here. I'm fixing to get to my message. I'm, I've got to do it. I've got to start prepping my message. I don't know how many times the devil told me, and he's crafty. He would tell me, you don't, you don't have enough time. You don't have enough time. You need to tell Scott that you got to push this off. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough time. Luckily, I didn't. This week, I was able to, to, to manage it. And I know God's obviously teaching me something through this, and I haven't managed it all. Uh, sidebar, Kayla got prayed over a couple weeks ago by Jeremy and, and Ben and Margaret Ward. And uh, two days, but that was two days before her surgery. She had to have surgery to get these removed. Um, and two days before her surgery, they weren't there. Right, so I know, amen, and I know that was God for sure, but she still needed the surgery to go through it, and she is still, you know, thank, thankfully, you're on the mend, but it, it was rough, it was rough, and I don't, I don't tell you that to, to make you all feel bad, because I know everybody's busy, everybody is busy with life, and the things of what's going on, Jeremy has four kids, Scott has five kids, I can't even imagine three kids, and I'm barely, I'm drowning, guys, so it, it's hard, life is hard, life is busy. I'm fixing, I'm going to, I'll pray about it. The time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. How many of you all have said, I don't have, I don't have time this, this last week? I was thinking about it. I think moms probably say that, what, 35 times a day, probably. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm fixing to, I'm going to, I'll pray about it. 
The time has not yet come. The, Jew, their har- the Jews, their harvest was directly connected to God's house, to God's purpose. Our harvest is connected to God's perfect purpose. The Jews lost focus on God due to their busyness of their lives. And Satan crept in and began to tell them small lies and distracted them. I think that happens to us. I know it happened to me this past couple of weeks. In verse 9, while the people were busy building their own harvests, building their own houses, baseball games, and working overtime, and posting on social media, arguing with people on Facebook, getting those A's in classes, working up the corporate ladder, busy with their own lives, building their own dreams, they neglected the place of God's presence. And because of that, they were left hungry and unfulfilled. Give careful thought of your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Be care- give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. You, expe- you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. You brought home What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Why did, why did God do that? He did that to protect them from forgetting their source. From forgetting their source, which was God. If you're feeling lost this morning or unfulfilled or hungry, I encourage you to go to the source. I encourage you to ask him what his plan is for you and how you can serve somebody. How can you give of your time to somebody else? We see this molded by Jesus throughout his life on earth. How he gave his time to other people. I was thinking through it this week, and I have three young kids, and, and during our prayer times, uh, I, I feel like there's times where I'll um, simplify God's word so they can understand it. And so many times after I simplify it, I think to myself, man, I don't do that. Holy moly, how many times do I do overcomplicate God's word to try to understand it where it's really super simple? And one of the prayers that, that we have together, my kids, is God make us more like you. God, show us how to be more like you. Show me how to be more like you. I'm fixing to, I'm going to, I'll pray about it. We don't have time to waste. If Satan can get you to mistake patience for procrastination, he can keep you from being obedient. It's up on the screens. If Satan can get you to mistake patience for procrastination, he can keep you from being obedient. A lot of times when we get busy, procrastination is the result. I'll, I'll get to it. I got busy with my family, trying to manage my family, and I procrastinated on my message. I procrastinated on getting stuff done at work. And God, I knew God had a plan. He wanted me to, to deliver this message this morning. That was part of his plan for me this, today. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I might take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. He didn't say later or pray about it. The only reason I'm sitting on this, in this seat, sitting in that seat when I was, the only reason I'm up here this morning was because of that man, Tom, who, who spent lots of time on me, spent lots of hours on me, gave lots of his time to me. And he was a college student too. He, he spent time on me and other young men. And I'm, I'm thankful that he invested his time in me. Tom went up to the mountain and brought down the timber and invested in me. He invested into God's temple, to the body. 
Haggai, <clears throat> the ending of Haggai 1, 12 through 13, says basically the remnant of the Jews, all of them realized and obeyed the Lord and his message to them. They realized that they made a mistake. They realized that they took their eyes off of, off of God. They realized that they took their eyes um, off of God's plan for them. And they became enveloped in their busyness. They became enveloped in building their own house, their own dreams. And 13 says, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message to the Lord, to the, of the Lord to his people. I am with you, declares the Lord. The Lord says, I'm with you. I have a challenge for you all this morning. As we fairly get close to closing up, we're going to go into baptisms in a few minutes and we're going to sing to God this morning. And I'm so excited about this. This is one of my favorite things, to see people be obedient and be baptized. My challenge to you this morning is where or who is God calling you to give of your time to this morning? Where do you keep saying, I'm fixing to or I'm going to someday? Maybe it's youth ministry. Maybe it's being Tom to somebody. I know, we, I know we have an event coming up for, for youth ministry called, um, called what? What is it called? Citywide. Brain fart. Sorry, guys. We have Citywide coming up in March where it's basically uh, a camp for youth, group, for youth kids from junior high and high school on. And I believe all, a lot of the churches bring their youth groups here and they have bands playing and it's amazing. And that's one spot that you could serve. You could serve by uh, hosting students at your house, moving students around in your cars, being a small group leader for this, it's just a weekend. You can invest your time there. Maybe it's the worship team. Maybe you can come up here. Maybe you've been given a skill. Maybe it's through singing or, or through playing an instrument that you can serve the body and give of your time. I'd love to have you up here with us. Maybe it's volunteering with kids. Maybe it's serving your spouse more with your time. Maybe it's not staying late at work. And getting home instead and, and spending, investing in time with your kids. Maybe it's going on mission trips. Maybe it's local missions. Maybe it's abroad. How can I be more like Jesus this morning? Jesus, how can we serve like you? How can we serve of our time? How can we make our lives like you? That's my challenge to you this morning. I, I, I encourage you this week, as you go off into the busyness of life, ask God to give you direction on where you can serve, where you can give of your time, who you can give of your time to. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this morning. Jesus, we thank you for uh, your grace on us, God. We thank you for, for being the ultimate servant by, uh, by sending your son to the cross, God, uh, and then being risen in three days. God, we're thankful for that, Lord. God, I ask you this morning, God, to uh, speak to us, Lord. I ask, God, that, uh, that you give us direction on where we can serve, where we can give of our time of others, Lord God. And be more like you, Jesus. Help us to be more like you. Show us how to be that, God. And uh, I just thank you for an opportunity to worship you now, God, through song and through baptisms, God. I thank you for uh, all that you do for us, Jesus, and your goodness to us. And we love you, God, and we pray, God, now that uh, as we worship you, it'd be a sweet song to your ear this morning, Jesus. And we love you, and we need you, and we can't live without you. Amen.
Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full-service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.